Hey, I'm Tinbidermius, and this is NPR's Book of the Day. What does it mean to be at the center of the universe? To think of oneself as having the correct way of understanding the world or that your outlook should take precedence over another? In You Dreamed of Empires, Alvaro Enrique reimagines the encounter between the Aztec Empire and the Spanish conquistadors of the 16th century. He talks about the book with Weekend Edition host Scott Simon and all that it took to bring it to life. The research, walking the streets where Moctezuma once did, and why humor is the perfect accompaniment to a novel about colonialism. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Two empires met in 1519 when Hernán Cortés's conquistadors entered Tenochtitlan and encountered the court of the Emperor Moctezuma. The Aztecs didn't know what to make of the horses brought in by the Spaniards and their constant invocation of some kind of power they call Christianity. Spaniards didn't know what to make of what we'd now call chocolate and a kind of cathedral in the palace that was hung with thousands of skulls. The deeper the conquistadors go inside the Aztec palace, they begin to wonder, why did they let us in so easily? And will they ever let us out? You Dreamed of Empires is the new novel from Alvaro Enrique, the Mexican writer who's been a fellow at the New York Public Library and now teaches at Hofstra University. He joins us from Uruguay. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Scott, really. Well, our pleasure. How did these two uh, groups, who both thought they were at the center of the world, more or less, see each other when they encountered each other in 1519? Well, the, the thing, and I think that's the space for the novelist, is that we will really never know. We have very few documents produced in that moment, so we will never know exactly what they thought about each other, the, we, we have a much better register of the Europeans, of course, but the way the Europeans saw the Mexica in the beginning and, and, and the people from the Americas in general changed radically in the moment in which they have cleared that, that they could extend the empire and occupy the land. So in the beginning, they speak with enormous admiration of the people from the Americas. And once the actual war begins, they begin to say the most horrid things. So somewhere there, there is the truth. And from the other side, we have very, very few testimonies. Yeah. In the acknowledgments, you mentioned a tour that the great archaeologist uh, Raul Barrera Rodriguez took you on beneath uh, the center of what is today Mexico City. What, uh, what did you see and what did it mean to you? It is very impressive. The, the work they are doing under Mexico City is very impressive. But there, there was this very exciting moment in which we are going to see one of the buildings that they are excavating. So I was able to walk through the street of Tenochtitlan, the, the place where, where Moctezuma had walked once. No, wow. it, 
for a person who has been obsessed about this and, and reading about this all my life was the best day of my life. And at the same time, it was a lesson because what we were going to see was the building where the heads of the people that had been sacrificed in the temple yeah. of Tenochtitlan for centuries were placed. So, so it was very impactful because I, I had never seen anything like that. Yeah. Moctezuma um, has a custom of ordering public executions, including of his family members. A little hard to get used to when you read the novel. Well, I was working with him for years <laughs> and, and reading for years about him. I think that we must remember all the time that it's fiction. No, who knows how he was? In this thing, we were talking about the freedom of the novelist to explain things that don't have explanation. One of the theories that, that the novel flies is that he was in this enormous depression. <laughs> so it is true historically that, that the Triple Alliance, the empire, was falling in pieces when the Spaniards arrived. He had taken a couple of bad decisions and he was paying a big toll for that. So in the novel, he's a very depressed, very dangerous man. He uh, And also, uh, in your account, self-medicating is how we'd say it these days. Well, it's a psychedelic comedy, yes. <laughs> the novel is mainly a psychedelic comedy. I, I don't consider myself a, a writer of historical fiction. And the comedy factor of the novel comes from the fact that he's looking for wisdom through natural means, let's say, all the time. Tell us about the sense of humor in the novel, because I was laughing out loud. Well, humor is our last tool to criticize the powerful. Don't you think, Scott? Mm -hmm. Laughing is the only thing we can do against the powers that be that control our lives. No? So I, I cannot imagine a literature that doesn't laugh about the historical figures, the, 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 the grandiosity of the emperors and the conquistadores, and, and yeah. they, they were human. <laughs> they, they were human, and I can't avoid it. No, I, I, I don't know, maybe I should be a more serious person, but, but I really don't want no. to. <laughs> I really don't want to. The, uh, the word colonialist is applied a lot these days. Weren't both of these groups colonialists? Yeah, well, that word, it's loaded with meanings that don't make me feel as comfortable as I was with it just a few months ago. But they were bloody colonial occupiers no? in both yeah. cases. They, I, I think that it's possible to have so much fun with the story because everybody's evil. <laughs> no, they, they, Moctezuma was not a nice man. No, and, and the Aztec Empire was... Tremendous, the Mexican Empire. Not having heroes or even a lot of admirable people frees you to, to be funnier? That's my feeling because you don't have to be sentimental about that. You can be sentimental about certain characters. No, I, I, I was sentimental, of course, about Malitzin, the translator, no? Aguilar, the yes. other translator. Those characters I love to work with. But the powerful guys were so mean that, that, that it's easier to laugh about them, not with them, about them. Alvaro Enrique, his novel, You Dreamed of Empires, translated by Natasha Wimmer. 
Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Listening to the news can feel like a journey, but the 1A podcast guides you beyond the headlines and cuts through the noise. Listen to 1A, where we celebrate your freedom to listen by getting to the heart of the story together, only from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the support small businesses need. Knowing that no business is the same, knowing that we're all impacted by things that are beyond our control, like catastrophes, and hearing and listening and understanding what's important to a business owner, understanding how much is truly affordable and what makes sense at that moment. Because a three-year psychiatrist is going to be very different than a 20-year doctor. And a two-year sign owner is going to be very different than a one-month restaurant owner who's just trying to figure out what's going to be on the menu next month. Those are the things that I think are extremely important that come to my experience as a small business owner. It's me figuring out how to help the people that I live with, how to help the people that I work with, how to help the people that I volunteer with. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Spark Cash Plus. Terms and conditions apply.